Welcome everyone to How to Father, a podcast on the amateurness of being a dad. I'm your host, Troy Rivas, and this is episode five. This is our mid-season episode. We're going to recap what we have learned and what we talked about. Also, we're going to preview of some amazing, wonderful, uh, exciting episodes we have coming up, new guests, new topics, a lot of great things that is coming up in the future. Um, I plan on doing 10 episodes for season one, and I didn't realize that we were already kind of flying through here with uh, five episodes. So that means we're five weeks in this, uh, just over a month. So thank you, everyone, from the bottom of my heart, uh, from all your for all your support. Thank you, Ted, and thank you, Sky, for being a, a big part uh, with the episode three and episode four. Both great success, and a lot we learned a lot from those, and we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Um, I want to give a big shout out. Thank you to uh, a couple of local businesses here in Albuquerque. We have Above Snakes as a boutique shop here. Uh, they a, they are in Old Town and they are a men's boutique shop. You've heard me talk about them in the past. They have sustainable, they're a sustainable, fashionable boutique shop dedicated for men. So why can't dads look and dress and be cool? I'm actually rocking one of their shorts right now. Very comfortable. Um, then we also going to do a shout out to, uh, my good friend, Shay 808. He's the one, I mean, listen to the tracks that have been playing. There'll be straight heat, straight fire out of LA. He was here at UNM and he is based out of LA, just making great tracks, great music. Oh, uh, I mean, billboard charting stuff and, uh, keep it up. Shay, keep killing it. Thank you for your support on the podcast. Um, also. A local business here that I a frequent of. It's called Duke City Beaches. They are a local bar here in the Northeast Heights of Albuquerque, and they specialize in um, volleyball and trivia and so much more. They have a playground for kids. It's a great place. They have their own. They, they have their own winery and all this fun stuff. Great food, great atmosphere. Duke City Beaches. If you're in Albuquerque, if you play volleyball, if you just want to have a good time on a patio nice cold drink uh they have live music they have a lot of things they are actually going to hang up a how to father podcast banner at their main volleyball court so i'm very grateful and thankful for that so duke city beaches thank you for all your support and of course my real estate team navigation realty group everything that you do uh for us so yes this is our episode five we have averaged uh just about four a hundred over a hundred downloads per episode which per the statistics is pretty darn good um and i'm excited for that i'm excited to um continue to grow this so once again thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for all your support in how to father again this podcast is designed to not just help myself out but also help out um other dads as we are continually learning how to father in this crazy world of ours before i get started we talk about the recap and we're going to talk about what's to come but in the last few days our family has been rocked in a good way in a great way with some exciting news some news that really has changed our lives changed the trajectory of our lives and it ties into uh who i am as a person and one of the main reasons why i started this podcast so if you remember the meet me introduction the first true episode of the podcast first full-length episode of the podcast here we i talked about myself in length uh for the most part and and mainly was talking about my experience 
and my experience with my dad, which isn't a big experience, but the experience of growing up with a single mom, the experience of growing up and not and knowing my dad and knowing my not knowing my dad, but knowing the family. I was very blessed and very honored to know the family around me when it came to uh, my my grandma, my grandpa, my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, etc. So I was very lucky and blessed to still have a good connection with my immediate family on my dad's side, my Rivas and Rosales side of the family. And there's a Machoas, there's a lot of different ones out there, Martinez, etc. But we're all family and uh, we're all spread out over this wonderful country and in Mexico, etc. So with that being said, a couple of days ago, um, we got, my mom got a call from one of my cousins in Nebraska. So my grandmother, um, Mary Stella, she uh, was pretty much her and all her siblings. They ended up in Nebraska, Western Nebraska, Olalagla, Ogallala, excuse me, <laughs> North Platte, uh, Grant, Sydney, kind of that Western Nebraska region. And with that being said, um, my dad's where my dad grew up was Western Nebraska, Ogallala. He played, went to high school there, all this fun stuff. Ogallala is a very kind of very, it's a small town. North Platte's kind of a big town in Western Nebraska, if you want to consider that a big town, but Ogallala is a smaller town there. So everyone kind of knows everybody and all that jazz. Um, we used to go to Nebraska a lot as kids. We used to go out there and work on my Uncle Jerry's farm and be part of the farm life. My Uncle Jerry uh, is a wonderful man. He had a wonderful farm. He had cattle, he had corn, he had everything else in between. So we are very, uh, we very accustomed to the farm life in Western Nebraska. Um, demolition derbies, roller skating rinks, Dairy Queens, and of course, tornadoes. And you can't, um, you can't uh, forget Cornhusker football. Trust me, I got stories about Cornhusker football and all that fun stuff. But um, with that being said, my cousin, uh, Melissa, they call her Chunky, <laughs> and she sent my mom a message and gave her a call that my dad, after leaving my mom and us and going on his little separate way, he made his way back to Ogallala, Nebraska until he met another gal until he got her pregnant. And we just found out myself, my sister, Bianca, my brother, Corey and Nicole, we have half twin brothers. And it could go a lot of ways, right? You, you could say, well, they were never part of my life. They, or what if, is it true? Is it real DNA test? Let's go on Mari. Let's do all this other stuff. But the, the way my, our mom raised us was to have a including and loving heart and mindset when it comes to anyone and everyone, uh, just, and that's who my mom was and that's how she raised us. So it was that initial shock and like, I mean, lost for words. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do and all this other stuff, but we knew we had to explore and figure out what is going on and who these wonderful boys are. And so we, we had a powwow yesterday, uh, the siblings and myself, my mom then showing up and everyone, and we were just talking, okay, how do we address this? How do we present this? And how do we really, I mean, we're again, we're, this is very foreign territory. 
we grew up without a dad and clearly we even my sister Nicole and I when we did meet him uh, we talked about that about six years ago we asked that question are there any other kids do you have any other kids out there and he explicitly said no they're not just you guys Lo and behold, he knew that that wasn't the case. He lied to us, which it seems like the M.O. for him. And that's that's his burden to bear. That's his cross to bear. That's that's on him. So at the end of the day, to each their own, I, it doesn't matter to or it doesn't affect my life. I mean, it does affect my life or affect our lives. But at the end of the day, that's who he is. And we can't change that either way. So. My cousin, she found out um, years ago, she worked for the child services in Nebraska, and she saw my dad's name come across her desk for child support. By seeing that, um, she noticed the two boys, which are twin boys names on the list, uh, on, on, the, on, on the claim for the child support, knowing that, okay, he has some kids. Fast forward, she worked for the DA's office and she had this in the back of her mind, but she couldn't really do anything, act on it because of her job and because these kids were in foster care. And so if you know foster care, they protect these kids. Um, they're not going to be just plastered everywhere. They're not their information not going to be plastered everywhere. And they're not going to know where um, these kids are at because we don't know if dad, mom or anyone who clearly uh, doesn't have the capability of raising these boys uh, will try to come up and do something or try to take the kids. So they're very um, they're very secretive when and I want to say secretive, but they're very, uh, secure and private with the kids information. So with that being said, um, fast forward without boring you with the too many details, she now works at the DA office and one of the sons, he is a sheriff and he ended up coming in and talking to her about probably about a case or dropping some stuff off. I'm not sure the details and she recognized the name. So she did her due diligence. She talked to the sheriff. She talked to some other people. She did her research and she realized that these two boys were her cousins. These two boys were Joey Rivas's kiddos. And sadly, these two boys grew up in foster care. These two boys grew up from house to house, from care to care, and not really having a family. And this is from their words, not just my interpretation. So we talked about it. We said, yes, we'll love to extend a line of communication. I was texting um, Zach yesterday. Um, and we're just like, again, what what do you say? Hey, brother, nice to meet you. There's a lot of different things that are running in your mind, a lot of different emotions, excitement, just like I wouldn't even say fears, but just like the unknown, the and then you want to get to know each other. You want to like, hey, this is who I am. But of course, you can't. A, go across that with a text message, and B, even if you were in front of each other, you could just talk to your blue, because, I mean, my experience of 38 years on this in this world is a lot of different experiences, and probably with them as well. So then I, then Blake, the other brother, he gave me a call. And we talked for about an hour or so, and we just kind of, it just came back down to one thing. They've never had family. And that crushed me. Knowing one or two things. We had the same, and I'm going to be honest, and we had the same dipshit dad who could not man up to his responsibility. Who could not man up, no matter what happened between him and my mom, no matter how, what happened between him and their mom, 
he still could not man up to his responsibility. He ran to Florida because they don't garnish wages on child support or whatever. And he's been there living his life, doing his own thing without a care in the world to six. And God knows if there's any others out there. But they said, we've always wanted to know who her family was. Their mom at a young age left them to the foster care program. She was on drugs. She was, she just, again, could not raise these boys. So these boys had no family and sorry, I'm getting emotional, but I could not imagine that. And this podcast on how to father, sure. It's about fun stuff and, and it's about the different experiences of being a dad, et cetera. But it's about the raw reality of if you don't step up as a father, if you become a dad and you abandon your responsibilities, their consequences are heavy on so many other people, especially the kids who are innocent in it all. These boys were innocent in it all. They had there was nothing they did wrong to deserve this, nothing that I did wrong, nothing that millions and millions of kids that wrong when dads step out of the responsibilities. And so when I say that I am overjoyed, I am ecstatic. I'm, I'm elated to, to know these kids at the same time, my heart was breaking to know that they went through life, not knowing family. And then Ogallala, like I said, is a very small town comparative to most big cities or big towns. But everyone knows everybody in that town. They were surrounded by family their whole life and they had no clue. And all it took was my dad to just stay there or to let someone know, hey, you know what? I have kids on the way. I can't I can't do this. I'm not made to be a parent. Clearly, you already left four kids in Maryland. I got two more in Nebraska. Just let someone know. And he did not and these kids, they had nothing when it came to family growing up. And again, this is just my interpretation of what they've told me. We haven't really talked in true length about their life. And, I, and they're both dads right now, which is so awesome. And it's so great and so wonderful to see their beautiful families and their beautiful kids. But at the same time, it's like, how can they, they ask the question, like, I don't know how to parent uh, I didn't know what to do because I didn't have a dad to truly like show me like I didn't have a dad to show me. Sure, I had father uh, uh, experiences with my uncles and with other people, other men around me, but I never had that dad to really kind of show or guide me because clearly we all know that this guy could not own up to responsibilities. So. This was supposed to be just a fun, quick recap and an exciting uh, podcast about what is to come. And there's a lot of great stuff to come. And I can't wait to share with the next few episodes and our guests, et cetera, that's happening. But it, this is a, a very hit hard to home reminder of the importance of fatherhood, the importance of owning up to your responsibilities as a dad, no matter what happened, if you and your mom or you and the mom, you and your partner, you and your wife, you and your whatever, fill in the blank. If you guys don't work out, you still have a responsibility and a due diligence to raise your kids. You still have a responsibility and due diligence to change the generational curse if there is one. You still have a responsibility and due diligence to show 
your kids that there is a important lesson to have a father figure around, especially your actual dad. And I see it in myself and what I'm doing and figuring things out with my kids. And now I see it with my two new brothers and their families. They could have easily said, well, I didn't have a family, so I'm just going to get up and go. I didn't have a family, so I'm just going to do my own thing and leave. But they didn't. And again, we are three days in <laughs> of knowing that of each other, or at least getting to know each other. And um, I'm going to probably, we're going to make a trip up to Nebraska or maybe go to Denver, meet halfway or something like that. And I'm going to bring the, the, the mics and everything. And maybe we could have a raw conversation about that and life and how they are as parents, et cetera. But the, the, the issue of dads, men, be responsible. It's not about you. It's not about your significant other. It's about these kids. And the consequences that these kids have no, honestly, no say in at all, weigh heavy if you don't own up to your responsibility as a man and as a father. They said one thing, um, I was sending pictures of the boys and of like the siblings and the family and everything like that. And I'm going to read verbatim uh, what it said. Bear with me as I unlock my phone here. Um, and um, it says this, let's see. I send pictures and he says, what a great family. This is Zach. And he's sending me pictures of his family, his beautiful family, beautiful fiance. I said, it's not just a great family, it's your family now too. He responds, thank you. I'm just, I'm just used to having absolutely no one in my life. This is amazing for my brother and I. Zach and Blake, your family. And I'm sorry that the consequences, the lack of responsibility, excuse me, the lack of responsibility that turned into the consequences that our dad had in your life up to the 29 years has shaped you to be whoever you are now. And I can't wait to learn that. But know this right now from father to father from man to man, from now brother to brother. We're here for you, man. We are here 100%. How to father was birthed because I didn't have a dad and I'm still learning. The lessons I learned from Ted in episode three, um, the lessons about really kind of sitting back and looking at the, the cookie crumb trail of where your kids are, where, why, are they, why are they in that emotional state? If it's high, if it's low, if it's mad, if it's sad, kind of instead of trying to change, hey, you should be okay or stop being sad, kind of figuring out, hey, why are, why are you this way? Why are you sad? What, what's going on? The lessons that Ted, thank you, Ted, so very much have, have taught me that I never thought because again, I'm still learning. I didn't have that representation of a father. My mom did a wonderful job and I'm not taking that away from her, but from a dad, it's different. It's different. When it comes to 
everything that we talked about with Sky, which was a lot. The little things. Don't sweat the little things. Let things go. Laugh. Joke. Make, 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 it, a, make it a routine. Make it whatever. Whatever it takes to... Just to be okay, to realize that this moment, we have this moment once with our kids, and then that's that. And they're having a difference. And I just have sons. We talked about the difference of raising the expectations of sons and, and daughters. And I'm going to talk about that with my experience, uh, one of these episodes, about how I saw from the outside in uh, how tough my mom was to Corey and I, and versus how they, she was with the girls and I understood like at the time as a kid, I was like, well, why, why are we getting punished three times as hard than the girls? Like they're doing the same thing or whatever the case is, at least in my interpretation of it. But I realized that, okay, my mom had to do that just because she had, she had no really, she's like, I gotta be tough on these boys because the boys need that. They need that. We do. We need the dads to be real raw loving, but as well as tough and directed and moms can do the same thing too but it's a different thing so yes crazy news <laughs> everything in between it's a lot of like a lot of excitement a lot of this a lot of that but we our family of four siblings uh plus of course some brother a brother-in-law and we'll throw arthur in there you're you're in the family too buddy uh, and all that fun stuff uh when it comes to at least siblings on at least from my per purview uh, looking out, we have added two wonderful brothers, uh, twin brothers, uh, Blake and Zach. So uh, we'll talk more about that. I just wanted to throw that out there. Again, this episode was not meant to be uh, on that. It was just going to be a fun, quick little recap and talk about what we have coming up. But it really shows the true rawness of why being a father is so important, why stepping up to the plate is so important. And when you're there, you, yeah, there's going to be curveballs, there's going to be sinkers, there's going to be sliders, there's going to be all kinds of fastballs, high pitch. You, you might even get hit with the ball. But we got to stay in a box and we got to do whatever it takes to continue to be dads. Our kids need it. Our, our society needs it. Our, the future of our planet, honestly, let's get real, needs that. They need strong kids raised by strong men. And I'm not talking about strong men like, Oh, I'm tough. I don't need it. I don't need to feel emotion. I'm an oak. I'm an oak tree. I'm st I'm stuck in my roots. I'm this. No, it's men. We got to be palm trees. We got to, no matter where the wind blows or however it blows, we got to bend with it. If it blows to being more calmer and being more patient, then we got to be patient. If it blows to be a little more stern in some cases, then we got to be a little more stern. But at the end of the day, we have to be real and we have to be able to mold ourselves to be better for our kids. We're in the, um, we have a little dad group uh, from the school, a little park dad group. We've talked about that real quick. And there was a, there was a quote that one of, one of the dads, great dad, NIL, he's a great man, two beautiful girls. He, and I'm going to just kind of paraphrase this, summarize this. And he said, in everything you do as a dad, even if you don't know what you're doing, as long as you have your the best interests of your kids in mind, you're going to be okay. 
and that's a very par that's paraphrased because it's not verbatim, but that was kind of the message he had. So no matter what, guys, have your kids' best interest in heart. And if my dad was man enough, again, he's not. We all know that. If he had the the empathy, the care, the understanding that I can't do this, I just not built for this, which clearly that's the case. Then all he had to do was say, Uncle Rudy, grandma or mom, dad. I clearly because we knew they knew of us. We had family. We had a family experience with our family. But all he had to say was, my name's on the birth certificate. I can't do this. I'm going to run off and do whatever I'm doing. But you have two more grandsons. You have two more nephews. You have two more this. You have two more that. And it could drastically change these boys' lives. And that's the importance of fatherhood. But we can't go back in the past. But what I am excited for, what I'm ecstatic for, is our future together as brothers, as fathers, as everything else in between. So we'll go on we'll, as, as we continue to learn from each other and grow from each other. Um, we will continue to... Uh, this might be a pretty big uh, topic and um, I guess study guide to realize the importance of fatherhood. The importance of owning up to your responsibilities. But this is episode five. We made it to five episodes. Honestly, I, I'm re I was recording it on my camera and I just ran out of memory card space because I didn't clear it. But here we are. <laughs> it is what it is. We're still learning. We're still trying to figure things out. But we have some exciting episodes coming up. Oh, my goodness gracious. So we've had episode one was a very short introductory episode. Number two was every was a kind of a meet me. So you kind of know who I am, why I think the way I think, why I father, why I, why I father, et cetera. Episode three was a wonderful episode with Ted Farnoff. Thank you, Ted. That was an amazing, true, raw episode covering a lot of a lot of facets of his childhood, growing up in a split family from his him becoming a father of one and two and living in the big city and everything else in between. I, I highly recommend you guys listen to that episode and then episode three um excuse me episode four episode four was with this with sky where we're talking about homeschooling having five kids all under age of seven um the difference between uh the expectations of raising a father versus or, or excuse me expectation of a father between raising a daughter and a son um not sweating the small stuff and uh, so much more and then doing all that in his in his life of course faith-based so that's another great episode. And this is episode five, which is going to be a fun recap episode. But of course, bombshell, uh, exciting news. Gay, I got some more brothers. And and I think that's an important topic that we're going to touch on down the road of the importance of being a dad and how that affects your kids when you're not. Um, and again, I will and into the extreme where these boys um, really didn't have that support of a true, honest family as we thankfully, gratefully had with that side of the family but coming up we have some exciting episodes starting next week so next week we are going to talk with a psychologist one of my friends natasha najar 
and she's going to talk to us pretty much in a in a psychologist mindset of what the importance of being a dad is not just to the kid immediate but to the surrounding societies etc and how that really shapes um our psyche as a family, as a community, as everything when it comes to fatherhood. So that's going to be next week. We're going to have a psychologist on, and I'm super excited for that. We we had lunch um, last week, and just the conversations we had back and forth makes me beyond excited for all of that. Following that, coaching and fatherhood. My good friend Alex Tenna, he has a great podcast called Culture Punch Podcast. You guys should check that out. He a lot of sports stuff, a lot of just kind of topics across the board. He's an, a great man, a great dad of two wonderful sons, but he coaches his sons in baseball, I think in soccer, basketball, etc. And we're going to talk about the difference of when you coach your kids, the expectation you have for your kids, is it more, is it greater than other teammates because you understand what they bring to the table and how to kind of balance that coach father a line there of not being too stern or too strict or too this or too that and having your expectations way too high for your kids versus other kids. So that's going to be coming up as well. Also a very important one too, another raw, um, all these episodes are going to be raw and real is we're going to be talking about the importance of being a black dad and importance of black kids being raised and black fathers stepping up to the plate with my good friend, Cody Flanori great father and he he's a, he's a good representation of black fatherhood and so i'm excited to have him on here and we're going to talk in depth about why it is important for black dads and black men to step up to the plate and even in the case that it doesn't work out with the the spouse or the significant other or why it's still important for black fathers to step up because we know statistics show a lot of black dads do not a lot of black dads aren't there for their kids. Um, we're also going to talk to my good friend, Raul Roman. Raul is a wonderful dad. Uh, he's a, we're both dads at the same school, uh, just like Ted and I, and we have a couple other dads at the school. They're going to be jumping on as well in season two. And he's going to be talking about the ports of raising two girls. He has two beautiful little girls. He's going to be talking about that. And then of course he is a truck driver about, um, being on the road and being away from home and being away from family, how that affects and how he can make the best of his time with his girls when he is with them and all that fun stuff. And last episode 10, the last episode of season one of How to Father, which I'm still like, my mind is still blowing that we're already kind of getting to the end of season one. It is going to be a conversation with myself and my boys. It's going to be a conversation with Camden and Maxon and myself. We're going to sit down. We're going to talk. We're going to talk freely. We're just going to laugh. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And it's, and I'm very, very excited about all that and, and everything else in between where, and I'm going to ask him questions like, Hey, how can I be a, a dad, better dad? How can I be a better dad to you? And hopefully it's, it's as simple as, Hey, buy me more Pokemon cards or this, this, and that, or it's as raw and as real as dad, I want you to be more present or I want, I wish you were home more, or I wish this, I wish that because I feel that, um, those are important things. We have to be, we, we have to be raw and real with our kids and we have to let, um, we have to let them tell us 
And just because we're the parent and we're the adult and we've been around so much longer, doesn't mean we know everything. It doesn't mean we know what they feel and what they feel and the best for them. They know what's best for them majority of the time. So that's going to be episode 10. Again, thank you guys for tuning in. It has been a wonderful journey, been a wonderful time getting to like hear these experiences with other dads, kind of figuring things out with my own self as a father, this new pretty much life that now I'm embarking on uh, with my new brothers um, and and learning from them, learning how to be a dad from these guys too, as they are fathers as well. And I'm super excited for the the um, the topics and episodes that are upcoming. So once again, thank everybody so very much for all your support. Uh, let's get to a thousand downloads. Let's keep moving and grooving. Please share it. Um, if you have any questions or any topics you want to touch on, we have an Instagram, how to father pod is our IG handle. Follow us on Instagram, all our updates and stuff are going to be on there. Uh, if you don't want to be on, if you're not on Instagram or you don't want to say anything there, we have a email, how to father pod at gmail.com. And then we have a website. It's um, through Podbeam, and the link is in the Instagram. And so you can kind of follow the the um, follow everything through our little website as well. So as we always finish, a cheesy dad joke, and they're not cheesy. They're they're actually pretty good. This was a little cheesy. So um, why <laughs> why are our elevator jokes so good? Because they work on so many levels. Hold your laughter. Hold your laughter. I'll be here all night. Please tip your waitress and wait staff, please. And thank you. So once again, thank you so very much for listening. Episode five, how to father pod podcast. We are super excited about the growth of this podcast. Thank you again for everyone who has listened, everyone who subscribed and everyone who has been a part of this journey. We're going to continue to bring more content. Again, if you have topics, um, points of discussion, please put it in, uh, send us a DM or just put us a comment on our instagram there how to father pod and then of course we have our um gmail how to father pod at gmail.com for the email so thank you guys once again see you in the next one peace